Welcome to Monk's Tape. Welcome to Monk's Take Episode 8. We're joined today by swim head coach Jared Felker. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thanks. This should be fun. So, Coach, you are already two meets into your season. Uh, you have your third meet tomorrow night, a Friday night swim meet against University of New England. Uh, just talk about your team thus far and how you think uh, you'll fare tomorrow and what are the goals uh, for tomorrow in your Friday night swim event. Well, this is our first time, um, this at least this year, doing a Friday night meet. We've moved to a couple nighttime meets, and so we're hoping that there's going to be a little more excitement on the deck. Um, I think Saturday mornings are great, but everybody's still kind of waking up by the time the meet starts. So um, I think everybody's going to be fully awake, and they're excited to have a kind of a nighttime meet um, just so they can uh, kind of get up and swim fast and who knows, maybe Coach will give them the next morning off. Um, <laughs> oh, well, there you <laughs> so go. So there's a little added incentive. Um, first two meets in, we're good. You know, it's it's the beginning of the season. We swim two meets really early. Yeah. So for me, that's not a bad thing. I, I really get to see where we're starting off the year and how we can kind of get better. So um, each meet that we kind of go forward, I'm looking for progression in their times and mm. their excitement and the way they race. Um What's been there the whole time is kind of the energy, which is great. You know, that's, you know, especially when you're not fully in shape, just making sure everybody's engaged and, um, you know, buying into each and every race. So that's there. So I think they're looking forward to finally being in shape for their first meet, you know, where they're actually feeling like they're, they're swimmers, not just someone getting into shape again. So cool. Well, we, we had our media day shoot the other night in the pool area, and it seemed like your team was pretty cohesive group it seems like a good group of kids and they all like each other and they all get along really well uh, you know that seems to be the case is that is that what you see as well yeah you know i think every year you're looking for team chemistry and it's you know what can i do as a coach to kind of foster that and what's been nice this year is that um our captains have really kind of taken the role you know seriously and, and really built a group a good nucleus um everybody's buying in Everybody's super strong academically, so we're not really running into like a, a lot of mispractices for, for for academic help, um, which is always super helpful. So mm. everybody's been taking care of what they need to outside of the pool, so everything in the pool has been less stressful. And I think for everybody, that's a that's a good way to start the season. Um, and in saying that, you know, that brings it into our swim meets. We haven't really been stressed out about our swim meets we've been looking forward to them and i think that's always that's a good thing that's always a step in the right direction where you're not stressed about the meet coming up you're just looking forward to performing hmm. um, so with a smaller team we really kind of hone in on individual swims how they're doing how we're progressing um, we're really going after our relays this weekend um, nice UNE's a little faster but not too much so they're kind of within our reach so i want to see how competitive we can be in those relays so whereas other meets i might have played a real chess match with our individual races um, and seeing who could match up against who. Um, we're really focusing in on relays and seeing what we can do as a team unit for those. And we have an ex-coach coming in, an ex-SJC head coach, Rick Hayes, who yeah. was here for quite some time. He's now at UNE, has been there for several years. And that always adds kind of a different element, too. None of these swimmers that are here now under you know him, but it's very familiar for him to come back, and I know you know Rick as well. Sure. Um, you know, Rick's been a good coach. I've known him since I was a club coach. We shared swimmers 
when he was a high school coach and I was a club coach. Um, he did a great job here, but it's always, you know, it's uni for us. That's our kind of our rival, you know, it's sure. cross town. It's about the same size. Um, you know, they've been coming out on top the last couple of years. They've had a couple of really, really good swimmers. We're starting to finally match their depth. And so we're really trying to go after top recruits to kind of match their top swimmers. Um, so we, every year we inch a little closer and, mm. um, you know, we're waiting for one or two people to kind of put us over the edge. But um, on the men's side, um, we're a little shorthanded this week. So it's going to be all about individual races. What's really nice is our guys match up against theirs. And, um, and their club, right, as well on their the club, side. Yep. And um, they have some strong swimmers. They still compete in our New England swimming meet. So we'll see them at uh, conferences at the end of the year. But um, I think it's important. You know, important for our guys to kind of feel like they're winning that matchup. Um, when we're our numbers are down, it's tough to do that per se with with points. So we just look at being able to dominate the individual swims, right? Because relays won't be part of the a, equation on the men's side. Won't be but, a factor, right? So, coach, this is your fourth year. Fourth started fourth year. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I know. <laughs> Holy cow! Well, we look the same as we did four years ago. Yes, I think. I, you well. know, identical. Um, <laughs> I think so, I have more hair and you have less. That's cool. I, I think that's – yeah, you're growing it out, and I think that's covering something up. I don't know what's happening over yeah, there. Yeah, that's – um, <laughs> i got to go to a dye job or something get rid of the white hairs. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but, I mean, speaking of, you know, the white hairs, you have a second child at home now, and that's a different story. And that, that – I always say you know, I have two kids at home myself, and that second one is not double the amount of work. It can be infinite – amount right yeah. because it's just you're worried you're worried about what they're doing with each other and you know you're probably not to that stage yet where your younger uh, child was born just a spring right uh, is, is running around yet but that's coming yeah you know and you know he's at the stage where he's just starting to crawl so we had this like panic that we had to like start proofing your house proofing the house you know like can't let any lego go onto the floor because everything goes in his mouth yeah um, we're getting past like the lack of sleep stage or we're, at least we're getting used to it maybe. Mm. Um, but it, you know, it adds a whole dimension. You know, you, it, I, I, I remember hearing, um, coaches, people talk about coaches as I was growing up. Oh, you should have seen him before he had kids. He was crazy. <laughs> um, I think I'm like the rare guy that, yeah, I think I, it, having kids made me a little crazier, um, mm. in a good way. Like I, I tend to try to put, throw a little bit more energy, um, into that practice. Um, just because I know I have very limited energy left and I try to just dump it into practice and then try to recuperate when I get home. Well, if nothing else, it gives you a totally different perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, things that used to make me really on, on edge as a coach, like I, I, it, it definitely gives you a lot more perspective, a lot more patience when you're working with, um, when you're working with swimmers and it gives you a lot more perspective when you're talking to a a parent of someone mm -hmm. who's looking to go to school here. Exactly. You and can I see never from their side in a right. different way. I never understood that, you know, as a young coach, you know, I was like, oh, I see it from their perspective. But, it, you know, you do get a, a lot more, um, you know, looking, you know, at the forest through the trees type of a, a vision when you have a kid. You can see what they're thinking about when they're looking at a school or looking at a program or looking for at a coach. Right. So <clears throat> back to the, uh, you know, the fourth year. Uh, so these seniors were freshmen when you came in a pretty solid group. Sure. They, they've stuck through it and it's, it's a good group of, uh, of young women. 
um, talk about that senior class, talk about the leadership and, and uh, the structure of the team, I guess, on the women's side. Sure. Um, you know, Alexis Coyley, Emily Roy, Autumn Nostrom, um, Haley Bouye were, um, you know, four solid, solid swimmers right from the start. You know, they, they weren't overly competitive in a lot of races, but throughout a lot of hard work have become very competitive within the conference, always there for dual meets. I think this is the best senior class, you know, obviously um, I've had going through um, with dedication. Like mm -hmm. they are there every day. They are part of every activity um, and very, very little excuses. Um, and they're all stellar in the classroom. Um, they're among the leaders on the team when it comes to GPA. I never have to worry about them getting bad grades. Um, Isn't it funny how it correlates? You can depend on the people that are good students. Absolutely. It's just, it's a two-way door. And what I find a lot of times with swimmers too is they, they know how to manage their time and they and the ones that are successful do it really well. And they, even though they stress out and they are not void of having a freak out over something coming up, but they manage it really, really well. And when that test is over or that uh, meeting is over, they're kind of right back into the swing of things. There's not a lot of like lag time into getting back into the water. So nice. It's been fun. It makes my job a lot easier when you have people kind of leading by example like that. Yeah. And everybody in the team knows you, knows your style. You know, certainly by now you've been in preseason and, and your third meet coming up tomorrow. Uh, what are some things that you yourself, uh, where, what areas have you grown in or where have you changed as a coach coming in? Because you, you were a very successful club coach, um, former Division One swimmer at Virginia. Uh, you have all this experience coming in, but college coaching was new on uh, the recruiting aspect of it. Sure. Just you know, that, that whole age group, all that kind of stuff. So where have you, where have you grown? What areas have you changed that kind of stuff personally? Well, you know, I think when I was, when I started out, um, it was a kind of a different level of coaching that I had been, I was kind of on a national track. And so I had to, I, I laugh about it now, but I, you know, the first week I said, you know, I have to forget everything I know about coaching right now. And I have to start with this group and start really, get into what they need and mm -hmm. then really figure it out from there, not go with what I know, but go with what they know and then move up from there. So I think the perspective of really um, watching the first week or two of practice and really getting who has what skills and who needs what skills. And that really dictates kind of the rest of my season. Um, I think that was my first change with the coaching with recruiting. Um, you know, at first I was taking anybody. It's like, yes, you want to swim in college? I think you can. I was looking for a lot of kids with talent, but maybe mm -hmm. didn't have a lot of experience, which has its benefits. But, um, I soon learned, um, that speed had nothing to do with it. Um, that it was character. It was kids that want to come in and continue to get better kids that want to come in and, have hard work already in their mind and have dedication and understand that college swimming or college athletics in general, it's not an extension of high school. Mm -hmm. There is a, a giant leap up. Absolutely. Um, Even, you know, people will say, well, it's D3. Well, that isn't, I mean, I know you were a D1 guy, right? <laughs> sure. You, you've been through all that. Yeah. And it's not division no. one, but it's still very much a commitment. It, it is a, it's a, a, a large commitment. And I say, you know, the biggest difference is, you know, division one or division two, it's the off season, right? You know, they're, you're swimming all the time, you know, with division three, we we're putting in just as much work during the week as, as any other program. So 
being able to manage your time, being good in the classroom, showing humility and showing just character of, of people that you would want to swim on a swim team with and not being drunk on times and not being drunk on in like he's got talent. So mm-hmm. let's bring him in, but really investing into seeing what those kids are like outside the pool and those characteristics that I think are going to make them successful here. Not like, well, he's kind of a question mark. I don't know, you know, they're fast, but you know, I'm not sure if they can handle it. You know, the dedication part. And a lot of that is just research through talking to their coaches. Right. And getting a real honest answer and not the fluffy one. Like you're going to love them They're you know, so really spending some time with the coaches and getting to know those kids as athletes is important. Yeah, and that's definitely that can be hard too. You're right, saying like getting the honest answer. Right. Everybody's trying to get their kids to compete in college. And I was guilty of it as a coach. You know, it's like you spin them in a good light. And and you know, one I was having a conversation with a coach at UMass when I was sending a few swimmers there, and and his final question was about this one athlete. Would you, you know, let your kids be babysat by them? And <laughs> I had Is to this give before it, or after you. This was my first one. Was probably one or two. Okay. And I had to give an honest answer. And the answer for this one particular athlete was no. Um, <laughs> it was she was a good athlete. She swam mm. fast. There were some character issues, and I had and I had to and I didn't just rattle it off. I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? No, I don't think. Yeah. You know. So that was a really good indicator to what college right. coaches were looking. That was a good indicator of him asking about that person's character, in my opinion, right? Without having to say, well, tell me a little bit about, you know, is she dedicated? You know, in that one question, I answered 50 questions for him about this person's character. Um, I felt guilty about it, but I was, I felt good that I was honest about it too. And, yeah, he, and, and, he, and he still recruited her. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Talent always seems to win Sometimes, out. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you've seen that at, at the division one level. So let's talk about your background a little bit and starting at Virginia. Sure. Uh, we have some really great stories about your time there that a lot of them we can't mention on this podcast. Yeah. But uh, talk about how you ended up there, uh, what your four years were like, and, you know, just the fact, you know, you, you swam at a very, very high level in college. Sure. You know, I, I, I kind of say I hung around a really elite level of swimmers, um, and I competed at the bottom of a really good level. And I think that was the case for me coming out of high school. I was on a national level. I was, you know, eighth or ninth in my event coming out of high school, like the eighth fastest senior in the hundred fly. So I was recruited mostly by mid majors. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at really high academic schools. Um, I looked at a few Ivies, <laughs> you know, didn't get in. But <laughs> I was a decent student. I was good enough to get in Virginia. So that kind of put me in a level. Um, I recruited myself. I found the schools that I wanted to go to, um, and then I reached out to those coaches. I, I always try to tell kids, um, you know, if you want to want to go to some place, you reach out. You know, yeah. you don't expect the phone to ring. Um, there's so many people out there that want to go to school. There's so many swimmers, so you really have to advocate for yourself. And um, it came down between um, Penn State and UVA, and you know, at the time I was going to school in Pennsylvania at a prep school. So they were pushing hard in state. And um, I went and visited Virginia and they were building a brand new facility. Oh. Uh, it was April and it was probably like 80 degrees out. So when I visited, I pretty much fell in love with it. Um, met only probably four or five guys on the on the team. 
and then went with them to their senior banquet. It happened to be the same day. So I oh, fell in cool. with a lot of the older guys and just they kind of showed me the ropes there. And, and it was a really, really unbelievable trip that really didn't it wasn't like a, a knock out of the park trip. You know, yeah. it just I got I got along well with the guys that were there. Um, and I knew that it was an up and coming team. I just felt like we were ranked 25th when I was a freshman. I just knew that we had upward mobility and we just got kind of got better. I think our best rank, I think we cracked the top 10 a couple times within my four nice. years. Swim so with some Olympians, some world record holders, some NCAA champions. Um, so I was, like I said, I was around a lot of really good swimming. I did my own. Sure. <laughs> um, but for me, I was kind of a late bloomer, had some injury, um, got mono my senior year and still oh, was able to come back and win conference in the 100 fly and be part of a couple really, really good relays. Um, cracked 20 seconds in the 50 free. So um, wow. for a first burner, that's kind of like your litmus test if you've kind of done what you're supposed to do. Um, so, you know, my college experience, I think I won one race the whole four years. And that was my senior year at conference. At conference. So, um, that was the kind of, I had to be really good at kind of keeping myself motivated with just plogging forward and knowing that I was going up against some of the best guys in the country. Yeah. I mean, it really can be hard if you're not having that, you know, you're not winning races right. and it's, but you're still part of a team that's getting points. And well, and I was, I was really enjoying being around that level of athlete. You know, it was, yeah. um, to watch Olympians train, uh, you know, it's a different, they're a different breed. And, you know, right. when I saw that like right up and close and personal, um, when inspiring, I, inspire, I mean, inspiring yeah. and you say, well, why can't I do that? And, you know, some of it is physical gifts, but some of it is just a different mentality. Yeah. Um, it's that, what are you willing to give up? It's exactly what I was just about to say. It's sacrifice. Ah. They, they, you know, sacrifice some, a lot of social time. They sacrificed probably some academic time. They mm. probably, um, sacrifice some family time, um, but you know, they can walk away with a gold medal. I think that's yeah. Some might say that sacrifice is worth it. Uh, yeah, very few have yeah. ever done that. So that's <laughs> that's definitely probably the case. So are you still uh, in touch with people in the program? Is it a totally different regime? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's funny that the people that took over Virginia. You're talking about Virginia, right? Yeah. Um, so my coach, there was he'd been there for 30 years and had some disagreements with the administration left. He's now at NC state with on, he's a head associate coach, associate head coach under a guy that I swim against, um, that I have a lot of respect for. Oh. Um, and at, that's at NC state, NC state staff who I was friendly with took over at Virginia. So I know all the players. It's okay. just now they're all switched up. Um, so that's, you know, kind of, been a fun transition to watch because the young guys that took over at Virginia, I had a lot of respect for as like the best up and coming collegiate coaches kind of testing the boundaries of sprint and things that I was interested in. So I'm excited to see it. They, they keep recruiting just unbelievable classes and yeah, um, they've had a couple Olympians the last year, uh, last two years and the women's team has been really strong. Men's team starting to get back to where it was. Um, it kind of felt a dip. Yeah. For a little while, we I think we started a, I don't know, a seven or nine year run of championships from 1998 on to about 2007, I think. Okay. And then they didn't win another one. So I think they're ready to try to get back on a get roll. Get back into that yeah. mix. 
All right, well, cool. It's always interesting hearing you, you know, you talk about that world, that Division One world, because it's, you know, it's it's quite a bit different than what we see here. You know, it's this is obviously a, a big jump up from high school, and the athletes are are very very strong, but that's a whole another world, and that's cool to hear about. Um, so let's let's get back to your group. Um, what about on the men's side? I know we're small, but we have some ability there. Sure. Um, you know, our two re- um, returning guys, you know, Evan, I mean, I'm sorry, Ryan Watson, really good distance swimmer, um, was among the top three in the GNAC last year in the 500, um, the thousand in the mile. He's looking as strong as he's ever looked. He's mm-hmm. starting out stronger. And I think that has a lot to do with Evan Whaley, one of our, our, our freshman guys. Um, Evan came in, you know, with his times would put him right at the top of the, the conference, top one or two. Great. Um, just a couple seconds faster than Ryan. So they've been tra- a good training tandem. Um, we haven't really seen Evan in his best events yet. He's more of a distance swimmer. We've been swimming him middle distance, some butterfly. He's a good butterfly or two. Okay. Um, so we're kind of holding him out of some of those distance events till midseason. Um, so he's been focusing on some some faster stuff um joe nichols one of our senior captains he is um a backstroker flyer he's already starting faster than where he was last year so everything's kind of ringing for the for the guys team we even though we are small in number the guys that are here are putting in the work and they're better they're starting better than they started last year so that's kind of always my test like are we getting to our conditioning quicker so we can get into the quality work quicker and we are um so i'm excited to see how they swim against UNE. and you mentioned joe nickel he's a sophomore correct he is sophomore, sophomore. yeah okay. you said senior i gotta call you out oh sorry. yeah just, just so we, we get it out here <laughs> and then you know he doesn't call you out later no, no, assuming exactly. he, he listens sorry, to our podcast we have no seniors on the teams which is kind of exciting for the guys team for the so guys team yeah the, that's the just kind of one of those good. things that we just get our the excitement <clears> is that even though we're small, we're going to become bigger without losing anybody. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what we're focusing on with our our next recruiting class. So the goal is to have the kind of strongest recruiting class in class history and school history. So, you know, that's what we're shooting for. The guys we're looking at are all top three in GNAC type of guys. So awesome. Um, we're looking to make a big push this year and try to sign some guys to be a little more competitive within the conference. Individually, we're very competitive. You know, I think. You know, we need to add a significant, you know, four or five, six guys to be ultimately competitive like with, with Norwich and with Norwich and Regis and, yeah. and Hassan. Um, I mean, we took, I beat Hassan one year with four guys, you know, right. You know, it's, it's, it's doable, but you know, it's, you know, it's one of those things that um, with injury and you want to make sure that you're always putting out a full team. So that's something that we're really gearing up for and focusing on this recruiting season. So let's get into some names on the women's side. Sure. Uh, we know uh, some of those seniors. Let's talk about that that group. Sure. Um, you know, Alexis Quayley, she middle distance. She's always been our kind of our distance swimmer. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to transition her. Um, I think we have a really good opportunity to be very fast on our relays with our sprints. So we've kind of dropped her to middle distance and sprint, trying her out at breaststroke a little bit, which has ah. been successful. Hmm. Um, I think it's always good to kind of – relook at swimmers and don't pigeonhole them into certain places. I think 
Um, it'll be an interest. She's buying into the transition. I think everybody nice. loves going shorter distances. So right, and it can easy. be monotonous, right? Doing the be. same kind of strokes and events. Yeah, and some people like that. Some people yeah. like that kind of longer, you know, aerobic test. Most people like to sprint. So we're moving her down there, um, and that's gone really well. Autumn Nostrum's come in in great shape. Um, already doing times, breaststroke times, sprint freestyle times that she was doing in mid-season. So awesome. really happy with the work she's doing. Emily's getting there. Like each time she swims her backstroke, she's getting a little faster. Um, she had a great group of practices this week and looks nice and speedy. She'll be going up against her sister and something this week. Oh, no um, kidding. It's Emily Roy. Emily Roy. Yeah. Her, her sister Olivia goes to UNE and then um, – Oh, wow. So, That'll be cool. And then also – Alexis is going to go up against her sister Cassidy, so huh. it'll be a little bit of a little bit of sister rivalry going on this week. A little added pressure. Cool. So <laughs> we'll definitely be paying attention to that. Yeah, and I know you're you're very pleased with your freshman group. Yeah, uh, just hard workers, good people. Again, you know, when I started to kind of make that mindset of looking for good people, hard workers can't ask for a better group right now. They are buying in. They're doing the right things. Great academically. Um, and they've just progressed, you know, they're not quitting on anything. So for me, it's, it's very positive for that, that freshman group. Um, Madison Mills, the sprinter, mm. she's doing a great job, even able to do butterfly, which we, it was one of those things I threw on a relay and she went almost as fast as anybody we had last year doing it. So, mm. you know, for me, that's good. Cause I, it's like an added flyer that I can throw in there when I need it. Yeah, her. that versatility is huge. Yeah. Same with Delaney. She, Delaney Young, she can, you know, I had her swim the thousand. She's done backstroke. She's done middle distance. This week she'll do butterfly. Um, she's coming back from a pretty serious reconstructive ankle surgery. So we're not pushing mm. her too much. We're just kind of letting her swim around and figure out which, which races she's going to feel really good at. Um, get that ankle feeling good so that we can sprint second half of the the half, second half of the season. Um, so really excited <clears throat> about those two in the future they have um, because they, they're they very committed, um, which is really, really fun to see. Right. So last year was the first year uh, the GNACs were in the later part of the season yes. rather than in December. Uh, that, that was a pretty big change. That was a good change, I think, more like what other conferences are doing and right before – New England's. Yeah. And then this year is the same thing. Let's kind of talk about the GNAC championship and, you know, that's a ways out and we'll talk to you again before that. But sure. just give us a brief outlook. Well, and I think, you know, with GNAC being in the middle of the season, um, it was good in one respect. You want to have a big meet in the middle of your season to kind of see where you're at. But, you know, if we're making decisions on all conference and it's tough to do it in December when you have right. two more months of competition and that's so, quick too like you, quick. you you're not that far into your season and you're ramping up for championships well and you don't want to have to rest you know it's like you if you rest too much then you're going to sacrifice the rest of your season a little bit and so um for me like it was a, a good suggestion to put it at the end of the year you put it a couple weeks in front of new england so mm. everybody has got an end of the season meet um the way it worked before is if you didn't qualify for new england's you just kind of fizzled out with your last dual meet. And even that last dual meet didn't really seem all that, you know, uh, important if you did, if you weren't close to making a cut. Right. So I think it's really good. It gives, it gives a clear end to your season. It gives, this is our last chance to qualify for new England. So it gives a little more oomph to that meet. Um, and it allows you to 
kind of swim your really good kids unrested a little bit and focus on New England's if you have to. And then you can really focus in on the kids that are going for cuts for that meet. Um, I tend to think I like to sort of like us to swim our best at GNAX. And then we try to prolong our taper to New England's. So mm. it's one of those things that depending on the individual, um, you know, you want to make sure you're not giving too much rest, but you're giving enough so that they can still swim fast. So it's kind of one of those things that you make a plan as a coach and you kind of, it's, it's all a gamble at, at the end. You know, there's only so much science you can put into how much rest you give any one person. Um, makes sense. That makes sense. Is there anything else you want to add about your team? I mean, we covered a lot of things. We covered our hairstyles, <laughs> uh, you know, talked about our kids. Um, you know, it's, it's very cool. You're doing a series of those Friday night swim meets. Uh, the next one after this is, is it next week think, or is it the week after? Uh, I think we're away the week after it's November 15th, I think is our next home meet. Okay. And that's, that's a Friday, Friday night. That's Regis if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I love that. I, I think it's very cool. And like you're saying, Saturday mornings, you know, it's kind of hard to get out of bed or, you know, whatever. And it's also, there's a lot of things going on on sure. Saturdays, whether it's athletic events or, you know, life. And I think the Friday night thing is pretty cool. So, like I said, the kids never mind being able to sleep in on a Saturday. You know, we're usually yeah. in the water at 7 a.m. So, let's face it, we don't to... we don't mind it either. No. So, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't get past five o'clock. With... Oh, I don't know how you do it. I'm not a morning guy. Well, all right, Coach. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, Corey. Good luck tomorrow against UNE. Get Rick Hayes. Uh, you know, let's let's try to chip away at his trying his position a little bit. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Corey. That has been Monk's Take Episode 8. Folks, thanks for listening. Tune in next time as we will have that surprise guest, we promised. Thanks a lot for listening.